Bradley's, Matt Bradley and Nate Mensah from San Diego State basketball team. <laughs> so just so you st- before you sit down, just so you know, I'm 5'11 and 7'8, so I'm not six foot tall. I got reminded that every time we took a measurement, and you are? 6'3. You got your, your oh. microphone? Here we go. I'm 6'3. Six, 6'3, three. Six, three, and how much do you weigh? 225. Right now, probably 230. Season's been over. Yeah. <laughs> and this is 6'10. Six, 6'10. Six, six, yeah. Amen. 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 Have a seat. Have a seat. How many of you have never met someone 6'10? Amen. <laughs> I get people come up to me all the time and they're like this on me, talking about their six foot. <laughs> I'm like, nah, nah, brah, nah, brah. <laughs> so t- tell, us, tell us that shot. I mean, you, you got the rebound on that shot. Yeah, I, uh, before the shot, it was like a timeout where uh, Coach Dutch was like, hey, just get a stop and go from there. So obviously we were able to secure the rebound. Uh, where was Lamar? Lamar right in front of me, was able to find him. Uh, I was hoping he took the shot earlier because if he would miss, a uh, chance for like rebound. But uh, Lamar being Lamar and... <laughs> so you wanted to shoot it quicker so you maybe get the rebound and get another yeah, shot. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, weren't, you weren't in the game at that moment. I know everybody watching was probably like, what's going on? Why didn't they call a timeout? What's going on? But everybody on the bench and our team knew what was going to happen. Uh, we knew we were going to get the stop. Lamont was going to come down and do what he do. So, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And it's just, I think about it every day, how that shot just put us in the national championship game. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. So to your left is Nate Mensah, and he is from Ghana, and you could tell he has an accent, so we're going to get to that in a minute because he speaks five languages. Amen. <laughs> this is uh, Matt Bradley. He speaks just two languages. <laughs> and I'm Miles. I speak three quarters of a language. <laughs> uh, they go to our City Heights campus. They've been going for a couple, three years on a, uh, well, different lengths of time, two or three years. And so they're not here because they won the game. They're part of our church. And, they, and they've been coming every week. And, and um, we, we pronounce that City Heights over where we're from. So just, just to let y'all know. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Ryan's over here, the pastor of the City Heights campus who's been mentoring them, discipling them, and giving me updates. They'll play a game late at night and fly in early in the morning and go to church. And so they've been faithful and we've been rooting for y'all. So we're happy for you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Before we get into basketball, let's talk about your background. And by the way, you speak five languages. Why don't you give them, give them the five languages that you do speak and say hello or something in one of the languages. And it doesn't really matter because none of us know what you're going to say anyway. <laughs> uh, so I, I grew up in uh, two families down uh, different tribes, my mom from the Fanti side and my dad from the Ghana side. So the language goes from Fanti, Chi, which is T-W-I, G-A, which is Ghana, Ghana, English, and broken English because I had some Nigerian friends. So that was how it came about. Uh, I'll just say, uh, go with the Ghana and ask you guys, how are you, which is Toyota, and you, you answer back by Iyotjokba. So I'll say, Toyota, and you guys will say Iyotjokba. So, Toyota. Iyotjokba. That's cool. 
And you speak English and? English and uh, sign language for anybody that knows ASL. I, uh, I can say hello, good morning, but I'm gonna need two hands, so. That's about it, though. And by the way, uh, this is Jesus in sign language, correct? Nails in the, in the hand. Everyone just do that. Do that, then do that. Loves you. Let's do that one more time. Boom, 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 boom. Easy. Easy peasy. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, you grew up in Ghana. Tell us about your childhood in Ghana and then coming to the States. Yes, so I grew up in Ghana, uh, West Africa, and I grew up in a Christian household, and I always feel like I was invisible because my mom and my dad always had like prayers being said for me and prayers being said about me, so I always felt like nothing could touch me uh, until I came to the state and I lost both parents, and like reality started to hit, so you start to take uh, your faith seriously. Uh, I kind of back, uh, backslided, uh, I would say a little bit um, huge, because basketball kind of like filled the void of Christianity and winning games was much more important to me than the Bible. So I would say my sophomore year, uh, I had a blood clot issue, which uh, put me in the hospital and took basketball away from me. Uh, during that time, I, I was like, Sad. I wasn't sad because I, I lost basketball. I was sad because I'm returning to God because I, I need him to do me a favor. And during that time, I prayed to God that uh, if he grant me uh, the strength, not even to be on the court, but the strength to be alive and be among uh, the living again, I'll dedicate my life and serve him faithfully. Is that sophomore college? Yeah, sophomore so, in college. So you went from Ghana, because I want to I go back to going from Ghana to New York. Yeah. yeah. And in New York, he was upstate New York. So New York is cold, but upstate New York is cold, yeah. cold. It's colder, yeah. So uh, I got to uh, the U.S. during December. And <laughs> in December? The, yeah. <laughs> you see the yellow taxis, and you're kind of happy. Uh, all the snow, you want to play in them for the first week, and you're kind of <laughs> off it now kind of hoping when would the snow go away and it still keep on coming. And I was in a boarding school, so there was nothing like, we're gonna cancel the school for you guys because it's snowing. It snows, you just walk through the snow back to your classes. It, it was a really tough challenge. And I moved to Napa Valley, uh, up north, uh, during my sophomore year, where I met uh, great people who uh, actually shaped my life and also shaped my basketball career also. Got it, got it. Now, you're from San Bernardino. Yeah, I'm from the IE. Uh, it's two hours north. And uh, yeah, just going into my childhood. The I, Imperial, IV? Uh, IE, Inland Empire. Inland oh, Inland Empire. Empire. San Bernardino, okay. yes, okay. sir. Okay, okay. Oh, Y'all call it the IE now. The IE, oh. yes. For those who know. For those who know. I never heard that. Is that like, is that like a... Uh, for, Nah, 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 it's just, nah. It's just a little, <laughs> nothing like that. It's just a little slang. It's just a little slang. Yeah. All right, tell us about tell us about your childhood in the IE. <laughs> IE. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> the IE. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got a lot of stories to say, but uh, you know, first off, you know, I'm from San Bernardino, California, where uh, there's a lot of things to get into over there. You know, a lot of bad things. Uh, 
just to name a few, you know, the poverty over there is crazy. The gang life over there is crazy. There's a lot of things, a lot of temptations to cling to other than God. And uh, thankfully for me, like, I got to basketball. That was kind of my saving grace in that moment. And I thought it was my purpose. But uh, that kind of took me away from all the troubles that were going on. And just growing up, I'm thankful that I have my mom and dad because, uh, you know, just little stories here and there. Like, my dad, I got kicked out of middle school. and uh, Why? I was, <laughs> Wait a minute. How do you – middle school is like – Usually things You're supposed to just show up and just do your homework and that's it. But, yeah, yeah, take candy, right. stuff like that. You know, it's not. What did you do? I was a fighter. I was a fighter. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I had a lot of anger and I, I had no output at that moment. This is when I wasn't playing basketball. I picked up a basketball in middle school seriously. So in that moment, I was just running around the streets of San Bernardino, being crazy, and uh, I was a fighter. And I ended up getting kicked out of school. And my dad, he put me in a. If anybody knows, a fifty-one fifty. Yeah. 5150 is a, is a police call for crazy. So they, if, they, if the cops, you know, when they stop, they'll, they'll call in codes to, and they'll go, I got a 5150. And that means they got someone who's mentally ill. Or, right. Or, I wasn't mentally ill, but I was, I was crazy, though. Like, my dad, if I didn't go in there, you know, that really set me straight. So, uh, you know, I'm really thankful for my dad. If I didn't have him, you know, he'd been through it. My older brother been through it. And thankfully, I was able to see what they went through and, you know, make uh, different decisions. But... Yeah, you know, there, that happened, and then basketball was my saving grace at that moment. I played basketball. I went to UC Berkeley for three years, and my mind was just basically set on going to the NBA. It was all basketball. Like, I didn't care about nothing else. I put my family on the back burner, my friends, uh, just my social life, and all I cared about was basketball. Then COVID hit, and once that hit, it got taken away, and I realized, wow, like, what am I left with? I didn't know what direction to go into, and I realized basketball can be taken away at any moment, but... You know, there was something I was seeking that couldn't be taken away, and I, I found it, you know, shortly after, so. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Nate, you, you I mean, yeah, Nate, you, you go, you're in New York, you go, then you go to Napa Valley. So you went from Ghana to New York to Napa Valley. Yeah. Culture, culture, culture. Shot. Yeah. Uh, Ghana, uh, very fast-paced, but cool weather, nice weather. Cool weather. Yeah, with their friends and family. What's the coldest it gets and what's the hottest it gets? Uh, I'll say like this morning, that's how cold it gets. Huh? If you experience uh, today's weather in the morning, that's how cold it gets. Today, so, well, 60. Yeah, so that that's was the gonna, coldest. Yeah. What's the hottest? Oh, it gets really hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets really hot. Uh, really, you have uh, AC blowing in your car, so it gets really hot. You have to change your clothing style to gotcha. match it. So then you go to New York where it's zero degrees. Yeah. Negative. Like something. Negative, yeah. yes. This is true. Ice. Yeah. I, I first experienced like a negative two weather. I was like, is that something possible? But <laughs> New York made it possible. So that was one thing. Uh, but you have to admit the people in New York were the uh, nicest people you've ever met. I, I would say... <laughs> New York is not a place where uh, it's for the, uh, I would say the kind ones, because everybody's like really fast-paced, and you either get with us or you get left. So I think that's why the train fits them perfectly. Get, jump on the train or get left behind. So <laughs> the, <laughs> you, did you ever get to the city? Because Troy is so far from the city. Yeah, so we, uh, on the weekends, we come to Dykeman, uh, Manhattan, sometimes to play. Oh, okay. So it was like, a, a change, yeah. and it was like really fast. Like, okay, 
get to this place, get to that place, boom, 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 and you're out of boom, the boom. city. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So that, uh, getting into Napa was like really slow. Yeah. Yeah, it was slow. <laughs> you go to school. <laughs> you just go to school, uh, nothing much to do. It's like either you go to bowling or movies. <laughs> Uh, Bowling or movies? Yeah, that, that was the two things I think uh, me and my teammates really did. Uh, you kind of get uh, visitors, but they just come there for the wine. And we, <laughs> we were in like part of that uh, circuit, so it was like, like anybody you tell like, oh, I lived in Napa, they'd be like, oh, did you ever taste the wine? I'm like, no, I, that wasn't like my thing, and I wasn't like uh, age-wise to be allowed in those venues. But Napa was like a really good change because uh, it really shaped me to the uh, person I am. Uh, a little bit hold back because uh, you, you want to surround yourself with the right people. And I feel like living in New York kind of like gave me that chance to surround myself with the right people. Yeah. Tell, tell me about when you guys met the Lord because, you know, basketball... 5150s, E-I-E-I-E-I-E-O, whatever that is. <laughs> but, but, say it again? Yeah, all of them. All, all, all that, all that. Tell, tell us when, when, and we'll start with you, Matt, when you met the Lord, because obviously that's what we're here about, and, and the whole tournament was amazing, but God was working through all that. So tell us about when you met the Lord. Yeah, so um, our season ended because of COVID when I was at Cal. And after that season, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get ready to go to the NBA. What had, year was that? This is my sophomore year of college. Oh. I had a great season at Cal, and I'm thinking, okay, it's time to go to the NBA. But COVID hit, and everything got shut down. I'm literally stuck in my apartment in Berkeley, and the restrictions up there were so strict. So, uh, yeah, I was in my apartment. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I was, to be honest, depressed, you know, because the thing that I thought was going to bring me pride and joy for the rest of my life just got taken away, and I didn't know what else was there. So... In my head, I'm like, I got to do something or it's going to get bad. And, you know, I prayed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fast. I didn't really know much about fasting. But I knew, like, I'm going to just take away the things I like. I, I love food. Who does and, that? Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I didn't know much about it. My dad, you know, obviously I went to church traditionally growing up. But my dad kind of taught me a little bit. But, you know, in that moment, I'm like, I'm going to fast. And I fasted for like three days, maybe four. I started getting headaches. And I'm like, you know, I didn't have God with me in that moment. So I was probably just <laughs> starving myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I fasted, and then next thing you know, I got a call from a friend, and he's like, hey, Matt, like, you know, I got this church, and we were thinking about you, like, we know you're in Berkeley, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, let me check it out. Turns out it was like a cult. It turned out this to be is a not cult. the rock, by the way. It's <laughs> not another the rock. church. Not the rock. Not the rock. Not the this rock. is in Berkeley, Berkeley area, up northern yeah. California. Okay. It was a cult, but, you know, ultimately from that experience, experience, I learned the seriousness and having a relationship with God. And then moving forward from there, I got pulled away from another church called Higher Ground. And they took me in as family. They really, I became an ambassador for the church. I was on fire for the Lord. You know, the work I was doing for the devil, I, t I flipped it and started doing it for God. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was a moment that changed my life forever. It was three years ago. Yeah, I started from a Christian background. Uh, mom and dad went to church. Grandmom was like the one that was like the church police. You have to go to church on Sundays or else like you face the consequences. So I, that kind of installed in me. But when I got to uh, the state, I would say basketball became my church where 
every Sunday there's a, if I'm not playing, I'm trying to work myself to get better. So uh, I kind of backslided a little bit, uh, a lot, where uh, even waking up to pray in the morning became like a, a hustle, where, be, where before it was like something that I enjoyed to do. And when COVID hit, uh, I would say that brought me to the Lord more and more because you look at, you look at life that way, going astray with this secret, uh, deadly disease, and also you kind of be like, what's next for you? Because basketball can be your only way out. So I became close to uh, God again by praying, listening to uh, you guys online. Because during COVID, you guys had like the service like three times. So mm-hmm. that was like my main uh, thing of inspiration, just going to church. And my friends also helped because doing things by yourself is kind of really hard. But doing something with uh, other friends is much more easier. I came to the church with uh, Jordan Shackle. And Malachi Flynn, and Pastor Ryan, uh, who was from CDI, was, took us in, encouraged us, and he, he kept on checking on us, so it, it felt like we were part of a family, and we're like, people hope you do something better, and, that, and he has like the same story just like us, he played ball, so he kind of like understood, understood us, where we were coming from, and he didn't judge us or anything, he took us in as older brothers, and he, uh, yes, now we are here sharing our testimony for others to listen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And the, the, the importance of not doing it by yourself and having people in your life, because these guys are roommates on the road, so they, they know each other, they're praying for each other, encouraging each other. And, you know, coming here every now and then or wherever you're watching from uh, is not going to cut it. We need each other, uh, and we need to hold each other accountable, encourage each other. And now let's go to basketball because in the basketball, not only want to talk a little bit about the season, but what you guys meant to each other spiritually during the season. Because we were talking the other day and he was saying there were some games you didn't play good <laughs> and he was there for you and, and vice versa. T- tell me what he meant to you spiritually during the season and vice versa. Uh, he meant everything. You know, he was my accountability partner on the road. You know, that, that month in March, we were... We weren't in San Diego at all. We were going from Houston to Florida to wherever. And, you know, it, you're busy. And you, when you're so busy, sometimes you don't let, you know, God work in your life because, you know, God's patient, slow, and kind. And, you know, w- during that time, it was just like there was moments where I'm frustrated or I'm getting, you know, self-absorbed, kind of thinking about my own situation, how I'm playing. And Nate's like, man, look, man, we in the Final Four. Like, stop tripping. Like, we're, we're doing good, you know? And it, it, it became less about me and more about we. And, you know, we had moments where, you know, we read our, our daily testaments before the game and you just pray and, you know, kind of get out of our own heads. So I really needed him there uh, as, a, as another brother, you know, to really get me on the right path during those tough times. Yeah, for me, I would say the way Matt uh, helped me was that I, I was like a, a supporter for Matt where I felt like I'm doing something good. Uh, even if he's not happy, I feel like I was saying something. And for you to just listen to my words, I felt like, hey, Nathan, I feel like you're doing something good for yourself. And some days it's hard to like say positive stuff, but like some days uh, you kind of think about what will I say to Matt or what will he say to me to help me uh, get through the next two days? Because when the season was, during the season, I was having a tough time. I, I told him personally that I'm ready to <laughs> let the season go because I felt like my role on the team was the same and I wanted something more. But uh, 
as a, a friend and a teammate, was like, hey, I think what you're doing is being recognized not only by the coaches, but by the teammates also. So it was something like you're playing for your brother instead of like playing for the coaches. So I feel like that was one thing Matt told me that uh, stick with me. And that was the push that I needed from someone else outside from myself. Awesome, awesome. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through a few games here since, since we, Charleston, you guys won 63 to 57, okay? Furman, 75 to 52. And, and, and to me, the big game, this is to me, was Alabama. Because that was like, oh snap, these brothers are real. <laughs> For real though, they beat Alabama. They were the number one in the whole country, okay man? Come on now. What was it about that? Which game was the game that told y'all this is for real? So San Diego State hasn't won a postseason game, I think, since like Kawhi Leonard. And that was kind of something haunting the program. So to be honest, to win that first one was like, okay, we're here. All we needed to do is win this first one. But then, like you said, Alabama, we go into that. We're on the court. I'm looking across. I'm like, oh, man, these dudes. These dudes are grown, so I'm like, grown man. <laughs> we gotta bring it. We gotta bring it, and uh, we did. A lot of guys stepped up, and we had a great game. And I think once we won that one, we're like, hey, we might as well go to the championship. So, yep. Then Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic, the the, the shot, the shot. I mean, Petco, every, the whole city went like that at one time. What, what was it about that? Anything about that game that was uh, special to you? I would say that game, uh, so two games before, Matt wasn't playing that well, so I told him myself. Two games before, he wasn't playing yeah, that well. so that was the switch he's seen in the What does that game. mean, he wasn't playing that well? He had like uh, two. Building a house with bricks. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just bricking. Just, just so you know, a house of bricks means that he was shooting the ball, and instead of going whoosh, through the net, it was clank, clank, clank. That's what a house of bricks is. Yeah, so Matt wasn't playing that well, and... When we got back to San Diego, I was like, man, I can't wait to see what Matt unleashed on uh, FAU. And the first, I would say, three minutes of the game, he, he was like bottoms, bottoms, like everything that Matt charged was awesome. like a success to the team. So I was like just excited, like the joy that I saw on his face. I was like, yeah, we, we finally got the Matt back. And from there, I knew we were going to win, but I didn't know it was going to be like the Lamar shot because mm -hmm. that Lamar show was like something else where like I feel like we would talk about it among ourselves even if the fans stop talking about that we would still talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was it about UConn? Was there anything about UConn that was different than the rest of the teams? Yeah, personally, uh, most teams that we played throughout the entire uh, tournament they had like five or six guys. Five guys or six guys at That time. were like top guys that were like really good but with UConn it was like the seventh guy, eighth guy, tenth guy, even the eleventh guy was like really good. So it was like there was no chance for you to like overtake them. We had a little bit of run, but you could see like even though we had those run, the gap was too big to like fill that void. So I would say uh, credits to them because they really, they are they are a really tournament team. They are a team that you have to like take days, weeks to prepare for them. You cannot just use two, three days to prepare for them. Mm -hmm. Those big guys were big. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different from being big and being strong, but they had it both ways. They were big and strong. So you're, you're 6'8", 230, right? I'm 6'8", 230. Yeah. How big was that big guys? 
So uh, the guy that I started with, I think it was like uh, 2.45 or 2.50. Yeah, and the big guy that came after him was 7.2. So he was 7.2. Yeah. Yeah, Six inches taller than you. Yeah, and he was coming from the bench. He was what? He, he was on the bench. Yeah, so that was like the crazy fact. And like, he weighed like 417 pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you think it's over, and you, you look at the uh, score table, He's coming in, you know, you have to <laughs> take him also. What did, uh, there are people out here right now who are um, athletes, non-athletes fans, and they're all caught up in the basketball thing, which is great, and it's been great hanging out with you guys. What did God teach you through all of this? I say for me, uh, use my platform for the right things, you know. Um, you know, I always posted a prayer. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I always post a prayer before my, for every game uh, on my Instagram, you know, just kind of glorifying God, kind of putting a message out, kind of what I was going into the game thinking about. And I think my first views were like 1,000 or 2,000 maybe. Like, it's a good amount, but posting it and posting it throughout the tournament, going into the national championship game, I had like 12,000 views, like a lot of likes. And, you know, people are sliding up like, Matt, I love what you're doing. And it's people I never heard of, so they able to get the message across with basketball and, and interviews and all that stuff was uh, really special, yeah. How about you, what, what did God teach you? Yeah, for me I would say what God teach me uh, throughout this year was just being patient and staying to the plan that you set for yourself because in the beginning of the year, uh, there was a lot of struggles personally for myself where I thought uh, I wasn't gonna amount to nothing this year and I've just wasted a whole year. But uh, in the middle of the season I had like, some coaches, uh, Matt Sorio, who I'm always close with, kind of talked to me and I was like, hey, Nathan, what you're doing might not show on papers, but people that really understand the game see your value. So from that, kind of like uh, looking at it in a way that it's not my will, but it's God's will. And I'm just going to do it the best I Amen. I'm just going to do it with uh, maximum effort and just not look for praises that will benefit me but praise that will benefit the whole team. So I think I had an interview, one of the games, and I told uh, the journalist that I don't want to be uh, the basketball player. I don't want to be known as a basketball player that know Christ, but I want to be uh, a follower of Christ that played basketball. You're gonna kneel down. You put your mic on the street. So here's what we're gonna do. I just wanna pray for y'all. And, um, there are oh, the little kids in the back. There are um, uh, some of you out there that would like to ask Christ to be your savior. Because this is not a show, even though we're having fun. It's an opportunity. And they said they want to use their platform uh, to give you an opportunity to know the power of God and the love of God and what he can do in your life because he has done something amazing in our life. Um, Nate's going to go try to play professional basketball. Matt's still trying to figure out what he's going to do in the future. And we pray that whatever they do, it's going to be to glorify God. Amen? Amen? But part of that is giving you an opportunity to have a relation with the same God they serve. And so in a minute, we're going to pray. It's a very simple idea. Um, in upstate New York, in Niagara, there is a Niagara Falls, and it's a waterfall. And there was a guy who walked across a tightrope in front of that waterfall. And it took him three hours. 
And when he got to the other side, he put a wheelbarrow on top and says, I'm going to go back and put dirt in the wheelbarrow and walk across. And he got up on the wire and he put the wheelbarrow on top of the, the wire, filled it with dirt. And then he asked the crowd, do you believe I could take this wheelbarrow across the wire? And everybody screamed, yes, we believe, we believe. And then he looked at this little kid and said, do you believe? And the little kid said, I believe. And he dumped the dirt out and said, then get in and go with me. So when you say you believe in God, that's what that means. It doesn't mean you believe in your head there's a God out there. It means that you have surrendered your life to him. I believe in my head there's a devil out there, but I don't trust him. Okay. So it's, it's a difference. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to say, you know what, Lord, uh, I got my life. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And there's this emptiness in my heart that, that was designed for God to fill and nothing else has filled it. Nothing else has satisfied it. And it's Jesus Christ. So they just played in front of 72,000 people in a basketball game, not, not on TV, live, 72,000 human bodies watching them play basketball. And the NBA don't even have that, right? Biggest stage in, in, in college basketball. Um, and okay, it's come and gone. There's something bigger. It's, it's our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we want to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your savior, to forgive you of your sin and, and come live in your heart and establish relationship with you. And then from then on, you now learn to walk with him. So I'm going to ask all y'all and all the campuses, everybody here to bow your heads and close your eyes and listen with your heart. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. That we're all going to die because of our sin, not because of our age, not because of a car accident, but because of sin. Without sin, we will be eternal. But the Bible says that while we were sinners, Jesus died for our sin and rose from the dead. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving he's the son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who repents and believes. If you are willing to repent and believe, he will grant you eternal life and establish a relationship with you. So in the privacy of your heart, if you would like to ask Christ to be your savior, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I believe that I'm a sinner and I believe the penalty of my sin is death. But I also believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I'm going to get in that wheelbarrow and surrender my life to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to be born all over again, God. I want God in my life. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you pray that prayer to ask Christ to be your Savior, I'm just going to ask you in a minute to stand up. On the count of three, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up by standing. You are acknowledging that you are getting in the wheelbarrow and asking Christ to forgive you of your sin.
So eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer, on the count of three, stand to your feet. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Now we're going to ask all y'all who are standing to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. So if you're standing up, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Just bump everybody. How are you, sir? How are you, sir? Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, church. Come on, church. God bless you. God bless you. Don't be good, right? Don't be good, man. God bless you. 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 Come on, let's give him a hand. Come on, let's give him a hand. Come on. Boom, 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 boom,